Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to another episode of Manifesting Muslimah. I'm your host Zara Pedersen and today we're going to talk about the art of surrendering. Surrendering your will back to Allah, surrendering your plans, your expectations, your duas, your wishes, your dreams, everything back to Allah and knowing that something better is going to come in return. I have spoken extensively about the art of surrendering over on my TikTok channel so if you don't follow me over there what are you doing with your life? Probably not wasting time on TikTok. But anyway, go follow me on TikTok at Manifesting Muslimah. And while you're there, go to Instagram and follow me there as well at Manifesting Muslimah. That's pretty much it. Anyway, let's get into this uh, topic today, shall we? There are so many things that I can say on this topic, but I'm going to try and keep it somewhat short and sweet. And then if there's anything that you personally would like for me to delve deeper into, then I can perhaps do that in a different episode. But today I really just want to get through some points. The first thing that I want to say before I dive too deep is that when I say surrender your du'a back to Allah, I'm not saying let go of the du'a. I'm not saying stop making du'a for this thing. I'm not saying to give up on your dreams or whatever. That's definitely not what surrendering means, especially in a position of faith and Islam and trying to manifest something into your life by using the law of attraction in alignment with Islam. What surrendering in this case means is uh, that we say to God, or this is in a, in a personal statement to God, when we do the act of surrendering is that we trust that Allah has given us the inspiration to make du'a for something, but he's only shown us a snippet of what it is that he wants us to have. He's in giving us enough to make the du'a for the thing. And in the act of surrendering this thing back to Allah, the du'a back to Allah, we're opening it up and saying, to Allah, I trust that you gave me this for a reason, that you inspired me to want this for a reason. My ego, my mind, my belief, my knowledge, my understanding of this world is very limited. So I can only think of this way for it to be. So I'm going to pray for it for, for this way to be. But Ya Rab, I surrender it back to you because you probably have an even better plan. Or it is exactly the way that you want it to be that I have thought of it as well. But if that's not the case, I still surrender it back to you and trust that however you want this to come into my life is the right way for it to come into my life. So surrendering basically means that you're not trying to hold fast on something that is your thoughts and your thoughts alone or your expectations and your expectations alone of what it is that you're asking Allah for. But it is just as much a question of trusting that Allah's plan is superior to yours, that his timing is superior to yours and that he knows what he is doing. So surrendering it back to him basically means I can think of this thing to be this way but I know that if I give it back to you and let you do your thing knowing that I'm asking for it and I know what the goal is for me you'll probably introduce it in ways that I can't even fathom and they're going to be so much greater okay so here's some reasons why that can be very difficult for us to do um, surrendering our wishes to Allah is probably one of the most difficult things for us to do as humans because we have this thing called ego. We think we know what's best for us. We think we know exactly how things should pan out for us. There are certain expectations in this life that we personally have placed upon ourselves or we place upon each other or society places upon us. And as such, we have this timing, we have these expectations that we're trying to live up to. Meanwhile, 
our timing and our expectations mean nothing to Allah necessarily. Allah's timing, his expectations, his will for us are far greater. And while we think we know what's best for us, even in the du'a that he has inspired us to make, and we have sat with that du'a for some time, and we have allowed our imagination to take over and been like, oh, that would be great. And then if it happened like this, and if the money came from there, and the support came from there, and this thing came from there, and then we'd get married, and then this would happen. And we let our ego come in and our own expectations that are very worldly, by the way, all of our expectations are very worldly, of course. We then, when we sit down to make that du'a to Allah, we have all of these things rummaging in the back of our minds, thinking this is the way it's going to be. Oh my God, it's going to be amazing. I really want this specific things, but it's a very limited understanding of the greater picture and the path back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even if you thought you already had that already planned out, there might not be a different, there might be a different way that it should be looking. And so while you're saying your du'a, and you're praying to Allah, there might be a, a part of you that wants to micromanage Allah in answering your dua. Yes, that sounds horrible, but I'm going to leave it in. There might be a part of you that wants to micromanage Allah on your dua in how he's going to create this dua for you and bring it into your life. And that could be anything like saying the opportunities might come, but it might look different. And you say, no, 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 that's not, that's not my opportunity. That's not, that's not for me. I know what mine's going to look like. So you're going to be very narrow minded around how that opportunity is going to come in for you, how the blessing is going to come in. And so you start ignoring when Allah is literally reaching out to you saying, I'm, I'm ready to give you this blessing, but this is going to come from this direction. So you haven't fully surrendered to it. So you're putting on, you know, the, what are those things called that you put on horses out in traffic so they can't see, you know, the things so that they don't get scared of the cars. You've put those on the blinders, I think they're called. And you've decided, no, there's only one way that this is going to happen because that's my expectations of it. And ultimately you miss out on the blessings or it's going to take you that much longer to actually receive it. And in the meantime, you're going to grow frustrated, impatient. You're going to get maybe a little angry. It's very common to get angry with Allah. It's nothing new. So don't feel guilty about it. He already knows that this is going to happen. He already put those emotions within us. But, you know, we have to get over all those things eventually because Allah's plan is greater. So we have to have faith in that. And when we're surrendering our du'a back to Allah, we're saying, I'm not going to try and micromanage you. You know what I've been thinking that that might be the best thing. But if that's not the best way for me to receive it, I trust that you will steer it in the, in the direction that is best for me to receive it. We also have to remember that when we're manifesting and we're using the law of attraction, when we're sitting down and making a du'a, we're never demanding anything from Allah. We're not demanding what we want from him. We're asking and we're asking him from a place of clarity and intention. And that is another way of looking at manif manifestation. It's that we surrender our wishes to his will. We're you know, it's, it's, I'm going to, I'm going to use a really poor example, but I don't really know how else to, to do this. It's kind of like when you were a child, well, not us because we're Muslims, but uh, as children write letters to Santa Claus. <laughs> now they have never seen Santa Claus. I know this is a ridiculous example, but I can't think of another one right now. So bear with me. So kids all around the world will sit down and mom and dad would be like this man dressed in you know red and furry clothes and he has however many reindeers is it seven or twelve or something I don't know 
and he will come down the chimney and he goes all around the world and he will give you all the things as a child you don't question how it's going to happen you don't question that this big fat man can fit down a chimney and even if you don't have a chimney somehow he still manages to break into your house they don't think these things they don't care about the hows of it and 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 how it's going to be all they care about is writing that list of wishes and dreams to santa claus and they're like oh my god i'm so excited about this i know you're going to be able to do it i don't know how you're going to do it i don't even want to think about how you're doing it but i'm just going to make this list and ultimately they send it off or you know think they send it off while mom and dad basically just pick it up and just kind of read through it and then depending on how delusional that list is maybe they'll get what they want or they don't but the the intention from the kids is not i'm going to micromanage whether or not santa is giving me this thing it is basically us uh, them surrendering their wishes to something that they don't know whether exists or not of course we know that it doesn't exist but the 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 the, the excitement from the kids the the faith that it's just going to find a way to work out that's the kind of faith and excitement we have to have when we're surrendering it back to allah is that saying is that way of us saying you know, I can't see you, Ya Allah. I can't, I don't see the full plan. I don't see your whole timeline for me. I don't see what the greater thing for me is. But I'm going to ask for this because, you because you know, I have an opportunity in my dua to ask you for things, but I will just, you know, trust that you get the message and then that, that, at that at a point you'll get back to me what i actually want and what i need so that's just another way of looking at it um and again remember that it's not a demand that it's 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 a question it's a it's an asking we're asking him for something that we we think we need in our lives so we're never going to put to we can't put actually that's another way of saying it. we we cannot put any restrictions upon it because when we start putting restrictions upon it we're demanding things of Allah no it has to be this guy that I want to marry well then you're not asking Allah if you can marry the person you're demanding for 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 Allah to give you this person in marriage if you're saying I only want to make the money in in my side gig but your side gig doesn't have a future Allah has already said no that's not going to work for you but I've got another thing coming your way but you keep you know <laughs> running in in a, your head in against a wall wanting it to come from that side gig it, again it's like you're you're trying to demand something of Allah that he, you cannot demand anything from Allah you can ask him and then trust in his plan and surrender to his will another thing we have to remember is that we're not co-creating anything and I know that in a lot of very mainstream law of attraction books podcasts all that good stuff is a lot of coaches talking about oh we're co-creating our lives or we are the creator or the co-creator but both things are rubbish anyway and shirk so we don't believe that we are either creating our own lives or even co-creating our lives we already know that we have a qadr we have a destiny we have something that Allah has already decreed is going to happen for us and within that we have been given free will so every time we make a decision we can go down several destinations within that qadr within those destinies so we have several of them Allah knows every single one of them already and he knows which ones you're going to choose and if you're going to choose this he's already allowing for that to happen and so on and so forth i can talking about this in a different um podcast if you'd like to know more about that is very very interesting but i'm definitely not going to try and squeeze it all in here because that's not what we're talking about today and it can get quite complicated very quickly but ultimately we know that he's the creator the ultimate creator we're not co-creating and we're not creating anything we're living within the qadr that allah has made for us so 
we're asking for Allah to create something for us that will make our lives better, but also make us better. And we don't always know what things are going to do that. For some people who might want a lot of money, their intention initially might be good, but with the, but if they get the money or when they get the money, they turn greedy. They start forgiving, uh, forgetting the people around them. They start paying less in zakat because they start fearing that they're going to lose the money. All of these things can happen. And we don't know that because we might go into something initially with the good intentions. And then somewhere along the way, that intention might be skewed a little bit based on whatever experiences might happen around us or what we allow into our world. And this is why we're never creating or co-creating. We're always asking Allah, knowing that he will create something for us that will make us better or our lives better. Okay, two more points and then I'm done on this. So stay in there. I know this is a long episode, but hold on. We're, we're getting there. We're getting there. Um, there's another point I've spoken on to this quite a few times and if anything I would say this is a place where you can really start working on the art of surrendering when you're making dua and that is that instead of saying too much about well you know what I'm just going to say it this way as I've said many times before you have to know the what it is that you want and why you want it but the when, where, and how you're going to get it or it's going to be introduced to your life, this is where you need to surrender it back to Allah, release all expectations on this. So instead of saying, I want to get married and it has to be with this person and it has to happen there and this is how it's going to be and blah, 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 release it back. Say, I want to get married. Why do you want to get married? Because I don't want to be alone or I want to be a mother or whatever it might be. You can have your own reasons to want to get married. I don't want to get involved with that. You know, you figure out for you, make your decisions and then everything else, release your expectations to it. And once you really understand the what and why and you're getting used to releasing and surrendering the when where and how the overall surrendering when you're making your dua is going to be so much easier because you're already not setting up expectations for yourself and expectations that can be met but also might not be met so that is one way that you can practice the art of surrendering is to practice only focusing on what you want and why you want it and releasing the when where and the how lastly and this is my last point so yay you made it all the way <laughs> is to allow Allah to surprise you with just how great it can be and this is where the art of surrendering really starts paying off because again once he inspires us to dream of something or want something or make duha for something we have to remember that he's only showing us a small fraction of the whole blessing he's only showing us the beginning of it or a part of it so that we will start making the dua for it and hopefully also start making taking action towards reaching that goal of getting that manifestation but again it's only a fraction of it and there's so much more to it and once we have fully surrendered all of it back to Allah and allowed him to take us to the place that he wants us to be you will quickly realize that the the little bit that you saw was so tiny in comparison to how 
big the whole blessing was. So allow Allah to surprise you. He's not trying to make life difficult for us in this dunya he's going to test us of course but only with the things that we can bear and he will continuously test us that is the point of this dunya but Allah doesn't want Islam or himself to be a burden on people and so he has all of these blessings pl planned out for us for us to for him to make it easier for us to love him and continuously return back to him and this is where again the art of surrendering becomes so beautiful because every time we do every single time we do and we fully surrender to his will and we make you know we make the duha we set our intentions and we take this, the inspired action but we surrender it everything back to Allah always 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 he will always turn around and surprise us with something even greater than what we could have imagined to begin with so that was a little bit of me just riffing off the art of surrendering and surrendering everything back to Allah in order to manifest quicker and the reason why I say in order to manifest quicker actually I wasn't done I'm so sorry <laughs> this mind of mine keeps working and turning and you know what whatever there's bolts and cogs and you know whatever <laughs> um so lastly what i said to manifest quicker is because the more you're not surrendering to his will the more you could be in resistance to what the blessing is going to look like the more you can resist it and push the manifestation further away from you and this is why surrendering is such an in integral part of the law of attraction for muslims because we don't want to you know push back on our blessings we don't want to push our manifestations further away from us we want them to come in quickly because the quicker they come number one we can receive the blessings that Allah want to give us all the time and number two it strengthens our faith in him and our love for him and it's not to say that we won't love him through hard times but we damn well know that we're gonna love him when times are great <laughs> when they're great it's always easier to love someone okay even Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and when things are hard this is when our love and our servitude and everything towards him is going to be tested of course but let's try not to put ourselves in that place where we're being where we're basically forcing ourselves to be tested if it's not necessary so surrender in order to manifest quicker okay I feel like I have spoken enough now if there's anything that you'd like me to speak more of regarding surrendering and anything that I've spoken about in this topic or in this episode then feel free to reach out to me on Instagram or on TikTok send me a message leave me a comment all the good things drop me a follow of course and ask me there and I will get back to you either in a video or on TikTok or in a post on Instagram or it might even be a podcast episode in the future but until then my darling friend please don't forget to live in love